the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Saturday is New Year's Day, of course. New Year's Day means traditionally college football bowl games. Uh, Saturday, the Buckeyes will be playing against the University of Utah Utes in the Rose Bowl. I've been to the Rose Bowl hmm, three or four Rose Bowl games. I've been in the stadium for uh, at least two regular season games and a Super Bowl. I've been there a fair amount of times. Uh, Beautiful stadium, beautiful setting, none like it in college football. It's a great place. Uh, but this year, there is a noticeable lack of interest in going to the Rose Bowl here in Columbus, Ohio. Now, uh, this is being portrayed in a story in today's Columbus Dispatch by Patrick Cooley, headlined, COVID dampens interest in Rose Bowl travel. COVID dampens interest in Rose Bowl travel. Is that true? I'm sure it is true to a degree. I'm not sure it's true to the degree that is being uh, put forth in this article. I've done stories over the years in my newspaper career in a former life about the vast interest in Rose Bowl packages when the Rose Bowl was the plum postseason reward for a good Ohio State football season. Pre-college football playoff, pre-bowl championship series, all that. Everybody wanted to go to the Rose Bowl. They went to the Rose Bowl. All the travel agents in town made a lot of money, sold every package. You go out, you pay for your ticket, you get a ticket, you get a plane ticket, you get a hotel, you get tours, stars, homes, all that stuff. I'm sure it was a great time, and that was how it was back in the day. And then I did stories in other years where Ohio State would lose to Michigan and interest in trips to eh, wherever, Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Citrus Bowl, Outback Bowl. The travel agents would almost invariably say, eh, nobody's going. Nobody's interested. We tried to put a package together. Nobody cares. They lost to Michigan. Nobody cares. So that's my background that I bring to this experience, previous data, conversations with some of the same travel agents cited in this story. Uh, One of the travel consultants tells the dispatch, I did an interview on the radio promoting Rose Bowl packages. I don't believe we got any calls that I'm aware of following that interview. We should have done it on the Bruce Hooley Show because, buddy, our listeners act on what we say. Ask our friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow. We are crushing it with our MyPillow sales. By the way, 1998 for the MyPillow. Lowest price ever. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Bruce. Here's the understatement of all time. From Nikki Lewis, director of marketing for a travel agency in Dublin. There was a little disappointment with the Michigan loss. You think? First one in, what, nine years? And they got pounded by Michigan? This is the reason people are not interested in buying Rose Bowl packages, people. It's not COVID, although COVID would contribute to it. 
because that was the first thing I said to my buddies who were going to cover the game. I said, well, you'll have no fun at all in California. You'll have to be masked up all the time. And they are masked up all the time. Last night, one of the signature events at the Rose Bowl, they have this big famous uh, restaurant called Lowry's where they serve prime rib. And one of the big attractions at the Rose Bowl for the teams is they have at Lowry's what they call the Beef Bowl. And it's exactly what you'd think. A bunch of big old honking offensive linemen from each school hunker down and try to eat as much prime rib as they can. And they total up how many pounds of prime rib they eat. And the team that eats the most prime rib by weight is the winner of the Lowry's Beef Bowl. Aaron, how much uh, prime rib do you think you could put down in a situation like that if you were hungry, if you skipped lunch? Ooh. Well, in, in in my normal life, I think I had a 24-ounce once. Ooh. Um, but, you know, I could probably double that. Now, Aaron, man, they, they have a scholarship, but tackle, I'll let them, I'll let, let them know. you got your eligibility left. Well, yeah, eat that prime rib. I'll four, be big enough to be tackled. Four pounds of prime rib. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so they're now not doing that. They're not doing the Lowry's Beef Bowl. They canceled it last night. They're going to give them pre-prepared meals. So instead of hot, right out of the kitchen, you're going to get it in a styrofoam container in your hotel room. Mmm, yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Here's a stat in the dispatch story. They're trying to make Omicron sound like it's the end of mankind. This is what media people do these days and this is what i hate and why people distrust the media here's the exact wording from the story ohio's health department reported nearly 21,000 new covid cases sunday and the disease has killed an average of 89 ohioans every day for the past three weeks okay so what are you led to believe from that stat that this variant right now is killing people all over the state. And that is absolutely not true. Omicron is not killing people all over the state. Delta might be, or they have pre-existing conditions and they die of something and they test positive while in the hospital and they are put down as a COVID death, for instance. My mother, in the latter days of her life, she had a lot of fluid on her lungs, and they drained the fluid out of her lungs, and they found that the fluid had evidence of a malignancy. And they came to my brothers and I, and they were like, what do you want us to do about this? And I said, I don't want you to do anything about it. And my brothers were in 100% agreement with me. Because why would we subject our mother, who was clearly in failing health, to the ravages of chemotherapy or any other kind of a thing when it was clear to us she was not going to recover. And what we wanted her to be was comfortable and at peace as she passed. And thankfully, we were granted that blessing. But her death is listed as a cancer death. Now, did she die of cancer? No. Did she die with cancer? Yes. Okay, so... 89 people on average over the last three weeks. First of all, I wonder about the veracity of that number. But second of all, they're not dying of Omicron because if they were dying of Omicron, Rochelle Walensky would be right here with her cheerleader skirt on, celebrating it privately while she 
lectured all of us and finger-wagged all of us about, get your vaccine, get your booster. You know that would happen. Now, there's another headline related to the Rose Bowl, not travel-related, and not being used to uh, drum up and magnify the danger of Omicron. And that is that four Buckeyes have made their decision not to play in the game. Uh, Both wide receivers uh, of note, Chris Alave, who's a senior, Garrett Wilson, who's a junior, uh, one of their offensive tackles. There you go, Aaron. There's a spot open right now. But start pounding that prime rib. Uh, Nicholas Petit Friere. Your name would be a lot easier to spell than Nicholas Petit Friere. And also uh, Haskell Garrett, defensive tackle. I don't think you could eat enough prime rib to be as big as Haskell Garrett. No. Well, if I'd started 20 we years couldn't, ago. Yeah. We couldn't rhyme your name like Gus Johnson does, Haskell the Rascal. I don't know what we could rhyme with your name, Aaron. It doesn't give Gus much to work with. Yeah. But how do you feel as a Buckeye fan, and you are not a crazy Buckeye fan, but you are a person who would want the Buckeyes to win this game, am I correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a Buckeye fan. How do you feel about these four guys saying, no, I'm good. I've made my resume clear to the National Football League. I don't need to get out there and play against Utah. I'm going to sit this one out. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I It's so it, – I'm like 50-50 on it, to be honest. I get it on, I get it on their behalf, um, but I also get it the other way. I do think that uh, even probably a couple decades ago, it would be thought of insane to leave your team behind. Yes. Um, You're exactly right. But now, uh, when we're talking, all you got to do is sign one big contract and you're good for life. Yeah. Um, You know, I get it. That's been the case, though, that you could be a first-round NFL draft pick and sign a big contract and be set for life for a very, 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 very long time. Would you agree much longer period of time than this phenomenon of guys opting out of bowl games? Uh, I don't know. I mean, back in the day, Sam Bradford was signing like a $60 million contract as the first pick in the NFL, and they didn't have a salary scale for first-round picks in the NFL where if you go 18th, you're going to get this. You go 21st, you're going to get this. You don't. There's no negotiation anymore for NFL draft picks, very little. And you don't get that astronomical, ridiculous, franchise-crippling money if you go in the first round and, and you're a bust. So... This phenomenon of skipping the game because you get hurt in a game, I'm like Aaron. I understand the logic behind it. Oh, I might play. It's a physical game. I might get hurt. I might cost myself money. But how many guys playing football actually have gotten hurt and had their entire NFL career wiped out by an injury? I can think of one. Now, he's a local kid, Jake Butt from Pickerington. Tight end at Michigan. He got hurt in the Orange Bowl against Florida State. And I think Jake Butt would have had a longer NFL career than he had had he not torn up his knee against Florida State. But the other case often cited is a guy who got hurt against Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl a few years ago, Jalen Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. And his knee injury was gruesome. I will give you that. It happened after the play. It was completely unnecessary. But Jalen Smith just signed another a second contract with the Dallas Cowboys for huge money. 40-some million dollars. So people hold up Jalen Smith as, oh, look, he ruined his career. No, he didn't. No, he did not ruin his career by playing in his bowl game. It's to his credit. 
But Aaron is right. This has become a phenomenon, and nobody bats an eye at it. And even a fan like Aaron and many others, buddies of mine, say, well, you know, I understand that I get it. And I get it, too. What I get is this is indicative of a creeping selfishness in our society. Whereas you heard it in Aaron's voice. And he and I didn't rehearse this. His reaction is genuine. It's a very common reaction among people. I don't love it, but I get it. Well, you don't love it because these guys, as scholarship athletes at Ohio State, made a commitment to play for the team in exchange for what? The team giving them expert training, expert coaching, expert nutrition, academic assistance, a degree, access to a degree, all those things, right? That was the bargain. Here's what we'll give you. Here's what you give us. What I find troubling, to say the least, is that we're now okay with people bailing on their commitment mid-contract. Their contract with Ohio State's not up yet. The team has another game to play. They're not playing in it. At the very least, if I'm Ohio State, before we left town to get to Pasadena, I would say, all right, if you walk up that jetway and you get on this plane, you are playing on New Year's Day, my friend. And if you are severing your contract with us right now for your own self-preservation, which is to say selfish reasons, prioritizing your personal gain over the collective good of the team, then you are not getting on that plane. And we are not taking you out there and putting you up in a hotel and giving you your prepared prime rib in a styrofoam container. You're not getting the perks that go along with playing in a game you're not going to play in. Again, this is a consistent position with every other position that I hold in that there are actions, which is the result of a person's free will, but then there are accompanying, or should be, consequences that go along with that exercise of free will. And I think it is ridiculous for Ohio State to take these four guys out to the game and treat them like they're some kind of noble people while bailing on their team in the middle of a season. I don't find that to be a decision bathed in any honor or any integrity. And what it should tell every NFL team is, when it comes down to decision time, where the inconvenience of doing something hard outweighs the perceived benefits to the individual these four guys and others who opt out of their games are going to choose the individual priority or at least are prone to choose the individual priority over that of the team. That is, by definition, a selfish attitude and a selfish action. And if you associate yourself with someone who is selfish and you are later disappointed because they are selfish, You have no one to blame but yourself. So Channel 10, they must be in a ratings period. They are, uh, or they just scored a really good interview. Uh, John Hawkins was a name that back during my early years in Columbus, 
Uh, John Hawkins was, well, he was a guy that a lot of people envied. He was a entrepreneur with a very successful franchise called Just Sweats. Just Sweats. And that's what they sold, Just Sweats. Sweatshirts, sweatpants, comfortable gear to get around in. Think yoga pants before yoga pants. 22 stores in Ohio and Kentucky, and then John Hawkins vanished, and he was wanted by police. It was an amazing story. He and his uh, co-founder cooked up a scheme with the co-founder's doctor in California where they were going to phony up the death of John Hawkins' business partner, a guy named Melvin Hansen. They're going to phony up the death with the help of this doctor in California. They were going to say, hey, Melvin Hansen showed up at my practice and he died in my office and I certify that he died of natural causes and then the insurance companies were going to pay a lot of money to John Hawkins because he had insurance on his business partner except that the doctor who was supposed to go and buy a cadaver from a university and pawn the dead cadaver off as Melvin Hansen instead went to a bar picked up a guy suffocated him (laughs) murdered him and then turned that guy in as Melvin Hansen. So Hansen and the doctor went to jail. John Hawkins went, as they say, on the lamb, withdrew four hundred grand from Columbus Banks, set sail around the world, lived high until he was found uh, three years later. Now he's uh, served his time in a California prison, and he's out, and he's talking to 10 TV. Says that he uh, realizes he made mistakes, feels horrible about the man who was caught uh, in this web of deceit and lies and murdered, uh, and spends his time going to high schools trying to get kids to make better life decisions. Got to applaud somebody who uh, realizes the error of their ways and tries to make life better for others around them. I'm not vouching for him as a person. I'm just saying that of all the responses you could have to being part of a scheme that you cooked up that went horribly wrong, there are much worse responses than going to high schools and trying to talk people out of making the same mistakes that you have made. Uh, I wish the CDC was as forthcoming with its reasons for doing the things that it does. It has been requiring people to quarantine for 10 days after a positive COVID test. Ohio State's basketball team was supposed to play tonight against New Orleans in Value City Arena. The game was called off yesterday. Because Ohio State, remember in mid-December, they had a bunch of guys test positive before they flew out to Vegas to play Kentucky? Well, those guys were put in a 10-day quarantine, so they just got out of the quarantine in time to practice the day after Christmas. And only five of them had finished the quarantine, so they could only practice with five. Hence, they canceled their game against New Orleans because mm, they didn't want to play with only five guys. Actually, only four because one of them is not eligible to play this year anyway. So the CDC now in the aftermath of that, and it's not because of that, it's just coincidental, they've cut the quarantine period from 10 days to five. Why? Because they're afraid that if they make it 10 and Omicron keeps spreading and people keep testing, they're going to run out of people to work at hospitals. Rochelle Walensky says, The new recommendations allow people to go back to work after seven days if they test negative and don't have symptoms. And she said the isolation time could be cut to five days or even fewer if there are severe staffing shortages. Huh? So they put you in isolation because you have COVID and they're afraid you're going to spread it. And now they're thinking of reducing it even more 
Why? The only good answer to that question would be because we found that you're not contagious after five days, and so we've cut it to, I don't know, three days or two days. No, that's not what she says. She doesn't say anything about data. She doesn't say anything about testing. She doesn't, the woman who always says follow the science doesn't say a thing about following the science. She says the isolation could be cut if there are severe staffing shortages. So she's admitting that she is thinking of reducing the quarantine time, not because of a scientific reason, but because of a convenience reason, a necessity reason. So at any point where these people in control continue to expose their true motives, it becomes harder for me, I don't know about you, but it becomes harder for me to trust them on anything. Anything. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.